afternoon and welcome to Talk to Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence in Oregon. And here with me are two special teen athletes, Bella and Sophie Nazarian. Student athletes are living in a unique time right now. Most would be practicing for the upcoming fall season and spending time with their teammates. They would even be going to summer camps and learning new skills and all kinds of other things that teen athletes do to prepare for their future. Today, we're gonna to discuss Sophie and Bella's upcoming basketball season and how they're staying busy in the time of COVID and how they're having to cope with all of the stressors that usually will be worked out on the court. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. So let's get ourselves started today and meet Sophie and Bella. Uh, Sophie and Bella, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and give us a little idea of, of how you're staying emotionally well in the time of COVID. Hi, I'm Sophie Nazarian and this is my sister Bella. I'm a rising senior and she's a rising junior and uh, it has been such a weird time. It's something that none of us have really experienced before. So there's a lot of um, learning along the way, but what I find has been keeping me you know, mentally sane is just going outside and going on like little walks with my dog, getting a breath of fresh air and just trying to stay active, trying to keep myself motivated for when you know season does start and life does get back to normal and trying to maintain like a normal routine. Mm -hmm. I've been starting new hobbies. I actually got this paint by numbers painting that allows me to like follow the lines and follow the right paint color with the actual um, spots they have to color it. And I've been cooking and baking with my mom as well. Well, it sounds like you've been staying busy. We're yeah, trying. You're trying. <laughs> Did you get to finish your basketball season? I mean, tell me how this ended. Yeah, we actually were able to finish it before the news of COVID actually started spreading. Um, but yeah, it was a really fun season. And it's kind of sad because we ended it thinking that we are going to have this next season starting now, basically. But uh, frankly, COVID didn't let us do that. So. Yeah. We didn't know until like a few weeks ago that we even were going to have a season. Mm -hmm. They finally like let out the information. And it was kind of, um, it was... It was a good thing when they finally said, yeah, we're going to have a season because as a senior, it's really um, it's really hard to think about playing basketball for three years and not being able to have a senior year, like a final goodbye. It would have been bad to be like left off on a bad note, you know? Well, yeah. And, and I imagine over the summer, that's when you go out and you hone your skills, right? Mm -hmm. What kind of things were you planning to do this summer that didn't get to happen? Yeah, so right about now we would be at school practically six out of seven days of the week, mm -hmm. just getting closer with our teammates, introducing the new freshmen to the team, learning new plays, going on like trips to San Diego, Santa Barbara, stuff like that, and just bonding with the new team. Since like the seniors left, it's mm -hmm. summer's really the time to see where where our team will go throughout the year. It's like a starting point of where we begin and it's it's such an amazing time and to lack that this year, it, it's not the best feeling. 
Yeah, but we've been able to adapt to it since because of COVID. Um, our coach actually has given us a few um, exercising and training apps, such as like Nike Training Club, Home Court, Team Builder. It's basically uh, weekly scheduled and uh, we actually pick out groups each week. And it's just a way for us to stay uh, in shape and keep exercising, even though we don't really have a season right now. Yeah, it keeps us in that like competitive nature, even though we're not seeing each other face to face. We all know we're still working hard for our goal for when season does start. Mm -hmm. So when you when you talk about like the new team members, the freshmen coming on, which has to be really strange for them because they don't yeah. know any of you. Yeah. How are you able to reach out to them and, and perhaps connect? Yeah, uh, so we actually FaceTime our group and uh, it's a mix of all grades. So, for example, freshmen, uh, even transfer sophomores, juniors, seniors, uh, there's about five people for, per group. And um, we pick a day out of the week to work out together and we FaceTime. So they are able to ask us questions and we're able to offer them advice for the incoming year and what to expect since they weren't really able to uh, tour the school this summer. We also have these FaceTime group sessions to play games. Mm -hmm. Like we last time we FaceTimed, it was like um, a TV show game where yeah. a prompt comes up and you have to do it in 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> and another time we played Jackbox with the team. It's like a game that uh, you play on your phone and that also like mm -hmm. brings up competitive nature yeah. and it's a great way to even though we're not seeing each other in person it's a great way to form the bond through the internet yeah well that's i mean that's got to be the hardest part because i know yeah. being able to get out there on the court and really um work out and get to know people um that's part of how that's part of how you do bond as a team you're absolutely yeah. correct Mm -hmm. uh, and not being able to participate in sports at this time, that's got to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, sports have always been such a big part in our lives. So lacking it right now, it took a toll initially, especially that two-week period where we're like, oh, it's just going to be, we'll be back to normal in two weeks. Yeah. And then it just kept getting dragged on. And we're like, are we even going to have a season? Can I even go outside without a mask right now? Mm -hmm. So it's all about adaptability right. and being able to do what you love, but in a different way to keep the passion going. Mm -hmm. So what's your season going to look like? We don't really <laughs> know right now. <laughs> I yeah. mean, even though we have the dates, it's like we don't know if it's it might get canceled yeah. when the time comes. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't. But right now, you know, we're still working hard for it. We're training like season's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. We're trying to stay motivated, and our coaches are really doing a great job at giving us the resources we need for that. Yeah, we've heard from CIF that um, it might be shortened uh, into like two months, uh, start of 2021, but we honestly don't know how the numbers of COVID are going to rise or decrease. And that uncertainty has to like really kind of mess with your mental game. Yeah. Because uh, mm -hmm. a good part of sports is your mental health and your mental game. How are you taking care of yourself mentally uh, during all of this uncertainty and all of this disruption in your life? Honestly, our teammates are a huge part in that because they, they are really the only people that know what we're going through because they're going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, our coach has us uh, write these journals every day. 
and honestly writing about how you're feeling, whether it be good or bad, it helps you understand what you're going through yourself. And um, yeah, our teammates are just a huge help. Yeah, they're a big part of um, the team itself. The teammates are the most important thing because I personally have made a lot of friendships through basketball. Uh, just by two years of playing basketball, it's one season, but I've made a lot of connections with the people who I am on the team with. And some of my best friends are on my team. So very thankful. Well, and journaling is a really smart idea. Uh, mm -hmm, journaling yeah. is one of the ways that really helps that self-reflection and, and kind of helps you get things out and actually it really normalizes things. So that's a really, yeah. that's a good coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a really it, good coach. <laughs> yeah, it makes the conversation um, normal to talk about. You don't feel awkward talking about it. But initially when they said like, oh, journal, these are like questions and then just write whatever you feel. I was like, really, journal? Yeah. But as I did it, I started to feel better about it, you know? It was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, if I don't talk about it with someone, I know I'm going to talk about it in here. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just for me to see. I know um, I'm letting it all out. Because the worst thing you can do is bottle it up. Yeah. It's basically like a daily checkup on your mental health, how you've been feeling, how much hours of sleep you got last uh, night. So it has been really helpful, especially since uh, we're kind of bottled up in our homes right now. Um, it's a way to kind of express our emotions every day. Do you share your journals with your teammates? Um, I It's sent to our coaches. I'm not sure the teammates get it, but our coach has replied to us and told us about like our basketball improvement and just talking with us. So I don't think the teammates see it. Yeah, but regardless, like, we're so open to our teammates, even yeah. if it's not talking about it through a journal, we're telling them about our day and how we're feeling, and they're always there to support us mm -hmm. through the good and the bad. And that brings up a really good point, because you've, you've got this environment where you and your teammates are talking, really talking about your mental health. Have you noticed um, what happens when a teammate is struggling, when somebody's having a tough time? Um, what do you do? You know, our, te our team is kind of like a small family, as cheesy as it is to say. Um, we're, we're like a family. So, you know, there's the older ones, the seniors who are like the grandparents that everyone loves and the younger ones that we treat like babies. Mm -hmm. And we're all just, we constantly check up on each other because we want to make sure everyone's doing well. And everyone's so, um, everyone conveys their emotions so easily. And, mm -hmm. you know, we try helping out as best as we can, even though we can't see them, we can't hug them. We try giving our advice, support them emotionally, um, maybe use our own experiences to help them through what they're going through. But right now it's, it's all about trying to make sure everyone is mentally okay mm -hmm. through this time because we don't know everyone's situation. We don't know what everyone's going through. We just wanna make sure, are you okay right now? And what can we do to help? Mm -hmm. So uh, you, your sisters, obviously, uh, yeah. and you share, spend a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. How, what have you noticed in this time of COVID where, I mean, you're probably with each other more than you usually were. Yeah. How yeah. are you negotiating all of that together? Because I imagine there's a lot of sibling drama that can happen in time of COVID. <laughs> Honestly, not that much sibling drama over here. Yeah, we never, awesome. we never <laughs> yeah, we have our little fights here and there, but it's like every uh, sibling knows like um, 
tough love. It's tough love. Exactly. Like, even if you have a little fight (laughs) after you're like, okay, you're my sister. It's like, hey, what food do you want from the pantry? Yeah. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's super. Yeah. (laughs) It was so weird, though, because right before quarantine started, we kind of had our own lives. I started driving around, hanging out more with my friends. The same with her. And then all of a sudden, everything just shut down. And it's like, you're the only person I could talk to right now. Yeah. You're the only person I could see face to face. So we actually got closer through this. I think so. Yeah. I think we got closer. But it's also important to make sure we have our alone time. Like, you stay in your room for a little bit. I'll stay in my room. And then we'll meet up in this room and we'll watch a movie together or play board games together. So it's all about the balance between spending time together and then also having some alone time for yourself. I think that's important. How's it impacting the rest of your family? Hmm. I mean, we've been definitely doing a lot of more activities together. My sister, my dad and I, um, and our dog, Skylar, we actually take walks a couple times a week. Um, That's basically a way of staying in shape and communicating as well. Uh, We have a lot of talks on our way to wherever we're walking. And like I said, I have been cooking and baking with my mom, which has been really fun because I've learned new recipes as well as spending time with her. Yeah, we're Armenian. So when we cook Armenian food, it's like we're getting like a deeper connection with our culture instead of just like learning about it or seeing it like on the news or something. Um, It's a great way to like grow closer, especially with our grandparents who love cooking. It's like, hey, I learned this new recipe. I want to make it with you, yeah. or I want to cook it for you. Oh, that's an unintended blessing, actually. You get to, okay, yeah. we're going to have to swap recipes because I'm going to need to try some of this. <laughs> I, I, I understand. Well, before we go there, what's the favorite new thing you've learned to cook? I have recently learned how to cook, um, uh, like, wait, it's the, it's spaghetti. It's, what which huh which pasta was it i forgot the name but basically i make it with spaghetti sauce and it's really good like garlic and sometimes i put um sausage in it yeah i forgot the pasta i learned something it's um it's armenian food it's called dolma so it's like um it's dough and then you put meat in it and then you can fill it in with like herbs and cilantro and stuff and then you like cook it it's really fun Okay, that sounds really super good, and I'm super hungry. And one of the things that I want to definitely talk with you about is you two have been doing something else, too. Um, Mm -hmm. I understand you have an organization called SEEK. Mm -hmm. Tell us about SEEK and and what's your mission? So SEEK stands for Sisters Enriching Education for Kids. Um, We wanted to aid homeless students through their journey, through their academic journey, by providing supplies, backpacks, mini scholarships, and technology for them to lift the burden of them and their situation. But recently, we shifted our efforts to help low-income families who those homeless students belong to through their their situation right now with COVID-19 and this pandemic. So recently, we've raised $9,000. We've donated half that money to a program we're partnered with. We've been talking to the Pasadena Unified School District and they um, they allowed us to partner with one of their programs, Families in Tra- Transition, who basically 
are exactly what we were looking for and trying to benefit our community. And we've donated half the money there. Um, and the money has actually been used to a 3D printer in order to uh, print masks out for healthcare workers and the families. And we've also, uh, it was able to provide for families and supplies too. Yeah, and then with the rest of the money, we want to use that when the school year does start to help our the initial students we wanted to support with like the backpacks and scholarships. But now that it's online, we might be geared more technological yeah. and just making sure they can survive the day-to-day -day life from home. So what made you get interested in, in serving homeless youth? So actually, um, Providence helped me get this great idea. Um, they, we, we, for Providence, we have to do service hours. We have to volunteer for our community. And they had this program where you go to a homeless shelter in Asensia and cook and serve food to the homeless there. And when I went, I had such an experience. I had such an amazing experience. And I wanted to do something like that in Pasadena where I live. And as I was doing my research, I saw that there was a lot of homeless students in my community. And I wanted to do something to help them because I had such a great experience. And I saw that I was helping people in Burbank and I wanted to do like that what I'm doing in Pasadena. So that's when we decided we were gonna create SEEK. Mm -hmm. So how can our audience members help you and support you? Yeah, so we actually have a website, www.seekus.org. And we also have an Instagram account, seekus.org. Um, we try to update as often as we can with what we're planning on doing, what we're doing now, where the donations go. Uh, you could donate to us at our website. Um, all donations are tax deductible and go straight to our cause. So it would, anything would be appreciated. Well, that's, uh, that's really powerful. And thank you for sharing you. about that. We'll uh, have definitely, you can see on the scroll down here, we've got some mm -hmm. information about seekus.org. And it's always so awesome to see, you know, young people getting uh, getting excited about service and getting excited about where, uh, how you can help and how you can really lend your voice to support uh, our communities in a positive way, especially in the middle of everything that's going on. I mean, we're in the middle of not only a pandemic, but the largest social justice movement uh, the yeah. world has ever seen. How has, you know, we've talked a lot about the pandemic and COVID, but how has Black Lives Matters and the social justice movements around you, how has that impacted you? It's so empowering, honestly. Mm -hmm. As soon as it started, I was all for it. I was like, yes, yeah, they do, <laughs> you know? Um, I wanted to go out and protest, but of course the fear of coronavirus yeah. and the numbers rising, it held me back. But, you know, we were both advocating on social media. Yeah. We, were do we were trying to do our part. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's so important because that advocating on social media um, and I know um, you both are either of you 18 yet. No, no, I'm 15. <laughs> All right. So we're not quite registered to vote. That is one of the more excited when the time comes, though, exactly. and definitely using <laughs> our, our social media platforms to encourage young people uh, Register to vote. November's just around the corner. And if you turn 18 before November, it's really super easy to register to vote and to yeah. have a voice in our community going forward. Um, that's super Absolutely. important stuff. It's so important to vote. 
Well, so, you know, we look at, you know, in your role as teen athletes and activists, because uh, I think, you know, getting involved in these kinds of uh, efforts is really activism. Um, what do you, what would you say to other teen athletes who maybe aren't having the same experience you're having? How can they take control of what's going on for them? Um, I, main uh, advice is to stay motivated even during these hard times during COVID. Um, keep doing your exercises, training, walking. It's very easy to stay in shape. Um, you just have to stay dedicated because when the time comes where season will actually start, you will be able to do whatever you were planning to do as an actual sport. It will be very evident and obvious whether you worked hard enough during this time or not. So just keep working. I would say don't be afraid to communicate. Honestly, talking about anything makes you feel better. Um, no matter your situation, good or bad, just talking about it with someone, making sure people know how you're how you're doing is always important, especially if you're not if you don't the privilege as us to have such like an easy time adapting to this because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. people need to know whether you're doing OK or not. Mm -hmm. And if they can help you become better or if they can help you assimilate easier during this time, then that'll be great. So how will this impact, you know, you're walking into college application season mm -hmm. and you've had this disrupted, you know, is basketball something you're going to do in college? Is that something that factors into uh, as you look at college applications, especially in the time of COVID? Um, sports is something I've always had a passion for. I'm not necessarily um, interested in playing it, but definitely the college I go to, I'd love for it to have a strong um, athletic aspect to it because you know don't you want to wear your school while they're playing and cheer for them and hope that they win so that's something i'm definitely looking forward to in a college but um the applications it's it's the same but it's so different mm -hmm. because the act and SATs are optional now and i think they're, they have a plan to completely change it in the future and um just essay topics right now there's so much to choose from especially coming from like the challenge perspective you have to try to write something that pertains to you and that other and that other people can understand because in college essays they want to get to know you and the type of person you are so how to convey it through an essay it's it's daunting at first but as you get the hang of it it gets easier Oh, I remember uh, last year we went through college essays with uh, my rising senior uh, who's now fully graduated. Uh, and that, you know, that was a very interesting process. Yeah. And all those essays were done pre-COVID. And then mm -hmm. of course the world shut down and all of the things that seniors do changed. You know, there's no senior yeah. prom, all of those things changed. As a as a rising senior going in now, you're going in knowing that the traditions and the things that you were looking forward to um, are going to be different. What are you and your classmates doing to plan for that in advance so that you can make the senior year one to remember? Like so, it's not going to be. Yeah. So our school has a bunch of events for seniors, but because we don't have school, all those events are gone. So our class officers have been doing a really good job trying to plan them for themselves. 
So we have a senior sunrise event next week, actually. We're all going to meet at a park and social distance, of course, with mask, no mask, no entry. We have very strict rules to follow because, of course, we want to stay safe during this time. And uh, we're going to try to continue on these traditions as much as possible so we can have the senior um, the senior experience that we've been looking forward to all throughout our academic journey. And I imagine as a junior, you're now looking at, there's probably no PSAT um, and all of the bonding that juniors do to get ready for that senior year, mm -hmm. all that gets disrupted too. Yes. What are, what's your class doing? I mean, uh, we've just been trying to stay in touch as much as we can. There's not much we can do because I kind of have a little bubble. I stay inside my bubble, but I definitely have friends in my class that I definitely have been talking to more. But really, there's not much you can do. Uh, we haven't really been preparing for any specific events because uh, as a school, we aren't able to do that this whole first semester, which is going to be online. So it's very hard to know what we have to plan for. I'm really glad you brought up the bubble. Do you do you share the same bubble? Do you have like slightly different bubbles? And what's that like? How did you decide? Um, my best friend, um, my best friend, I've been friends with her since I was three or four. Our families are very close, so I would say she's in both of our bubbles. Yeah. But uh, we have we have gained a, new, a few new friends that the other, like, I have friends that Sophie isn't really friends with, but they definitely know each other. But I wouldn't say we have the same bubbles. We just yeah. have really close family family friends. You know, as an older sister, I still have to like watch over her and make sure I do know her friends and how they act to make sure she's in a good friend group and like no bad influences mm -hmm. like that. But all of my friends, they adore Bella. They love her. And all of Bella's friends, they're like little siblings to me, you know, especially the one she's been best friends with. So definitely we're... Um, we know each other's bubbles, but we try to distance ourselves from them. So we know these are your friends, you hang out with them. I'm gonna go hang out with mine. Mm -hmm. I know I've definitely seen that in my own house. Uh, I have a 19 year old and an 18 year old and their mm -hmm. their bubbles have kind of smooshed together. And wow. then they kind of like stay apart, but they smoosh together. And mm -hmm. they're very different personalities. I mean, boy and a girl, they're very different personalities. But I, I think that, that way of, of merging the bubbles has been uh, a really healthy, a really healthy tension actually. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's an interesting thing. So one of the things that I actually wanted to talk a little bit about, have either of you watched the, the NBA games in the, in the bubble, in the big bubble in Orlando? Have you watched oh, any of, of them? Yeah. yeah. What it's... do you think about the NBA season going on? Uh, I mean, uh, from a fan's perspective, I think it's very different not seeing your favorite players playing in person. But I think like as long as you love the game and enjoy watching your favorite players play, I think it wouldn't matter if you watch it virtually or in person. But there's also those um, those kind of negative changes wherever you won't be able to interact with other fans in the stadium and just the fun experiences that go within watching a game in person. But honestly, I love how they're back on. Like they've been doing, they've been safe. They've been taking precaution. And finally, you can watch your favorite players play on TV. Mm -hmm. It's a form of entertainment that we kind of were shut out to for a few months. And it's great that it's back and it's revived in a sense. 
And they, the NBA has done such a good job of trying to implement fans in their own way. Like in the stadiums, instead of seats, they have uh, billboards up of people watching from home, which I thought was super cool. So it's really fun to watch it because, of course, you miss basketball. You miss the competition. Mm-hmm. You miss it for yourself, too. So to watch other people live what you want to live right now, it's like, I can't wait to get back to this. I can't wait for it to come back. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with you. I thought it was, I, I love the little chairs with like, it's almost like a Zoom meeting with chair backgrounds yeah. and just with all the people and it's it's fun. Um, mm-hmm. I too have enjoyed watching basketball again. It's going to be interesting to see how we as fans adjust to sports in this new world mm-hmm. um, and how we all maintain our safety bubbles and things like that as, as all levels of sport come back. So, any, you know, we're coming up, wrapping up to the to the end of our time. What what final thoughts do you want to share with our viewers about how they can take care of themselves and what tips and tricks have you learned to take care of yourself and to take care of the people in the bubble and the people around you? Uh, uh, I definitely say make new hobbies. I personally have uh, formed new hobbies that I am doing a lot more regularly. Definitely stay in shape. You can exercise, like I said, take a walk, um, have little workouts at your house, wherever, in any room you want. Uh, definitely, since we are uh, mainly staying at home, there's a lot more activities you can do. Just go outside, maybe tan, just uh, anything that would help your mental health and also make you stay occupied. Yeah, I would say, although we're isolated, don't isolate yourself from your friends as well. Your friends are going through the same thing you are, know exactly how you're feeling, and keeping in touch with them will really help your mental state, especially if they're like family to you, especially if you're really close to them. Um, Don't be afraid to talk about your feelings with them because who knows how much they'll be able to help you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. You'll have a lot of time for yourself too. So I think focusing on yourself, your emotions, your state of mind and working on yourself now that we're actually bubbled up in our houses, that's very important for our mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, Sophie and Bella, I wanna thank you so much for joining me today. And I really wanna encourage our viewers and listeners to go to seekus.org to learn more about this wonderful organization. Sophie and Bella have started to support the homeless youth there in Pasadena. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening and taking time today to join us on Talk To Be Well and for sending in your questions. If you're looking for help with dealing with your mental health and emotional well-being in this time of COVID and during these social justice movements, please check out our website at providence.org. For, and for parents, teachers, and other youth who are looking specifically for tips and tricks and information about how to deal with emotional well-being with teens, please check out our website at worktobewell.org. That's work, the number two, bewell.org. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and this has been Talk To Be Well. Stay safe and be well.